Hey, all, welcome to another amazing episode of e-commerce on tap. I am Nathan Resnick. This is brought to you by Sourceify. Today we have an amazing e-commerce entrepreneur that I originally met at a mastermind group in Arizona over a year ago. Fabian Cordoba joins us from his home country in Costa Rica. This guy is really at the cutting edge of e-commerce innovation, not only running and scaling up his own stores, but also running an agency on the side, helping other entrepreneurs do the same. Fabian, thank you so much for joining us. Super excited to have you on. And really, you know, I would love to just start by understanding, when did you first hear of e-commerce? Oh, well, thank you very much. So first of all, Nathan, thank you very much for, for having this here, uh, for having me here and allowing me to have, you know, this platform to, you know, talk a little bit about myself, what I've been do doing, you know, in the past few years. And of course, inspire people, man. You're uh, such a great guy. Uh, I was, you know, blessed to meet you uh, last year and a lot has changed since I met you. So I'm really, really excited to be here. So uh, let me take a step back to talk a little bit about my my journey from, from the get-go. So it's really funny because, you know, there, there's a lot of people that they think that they need to have like a technical or marketing background to start an e-commerce. And basically I don't have neither or both. <laughs> so basically I, I went to, uh, to college to get a, a, a degree in business and I got a, a master's degree in project management. So basically I don't have any, let's say related background regarding e-commerce, but I just, um, you know, decided to try something new. Uh, back in the day, I was uh, working as a salesman mm. for an international telecommunications company, and I was managing over 300 projects a year. So you can imagine how stressful it was, you know, wow. just uh, generating money for a lot of people. I, you know, I speak three languages. I speak Portuguese, English, and Spanish. Wow. So I was practically, you know, managing uh, several accounts throughout the, all the, the Americas, American continent. And basically, you know, I, I started there, you know, getting my kind of my salesy mojo. Of course, it was like phone sales and managing that. But at the same time, I realized something really important that, you know, a, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, face and, and it's your self-worth, how much you're worth for yourself. And basically, I started there. I, I noticed that I was really good, uh, you know, developing projects uh, making money for others. So I just decided to, you know, stop doing it for, for others and, you know, doing it, doing it for myself. Right. right. So I had uh, my journey started. It's really funny. I'm a really kind of active guy. I love adventures. And at that time I was, um, you know, making like BMXing all this stuff. So I have a cousin that he has like a, a BMX foam pit, like a dirt jump kind of foam pit. Yep. And, uh, I was, uh, you know, I was kind of crazy. I was trying backflipping with a bicycle and, you know, uh -huh. I ended up, yeah, I ended up uh, falling away, uh, falling off the the foam pit, and I dislocated my elbow. So oh, I was, and, yeah, I got injured because of that, and you know I was uh, incapacitated for a full month. Wow. So I, I was kind of, uh, you know, kind of in that uh, state of uh, semi depression. What are you going to be doing with your life? What happened? Yeah. What are you so so dumb sometimes to do, you know, just just to make irrational decisions that got you to this place. So I had those 30 days and I just decided to, you know, be more receptive to what life was giving me and right. accept and accept the fact that, you know, I was in that specific moment in my life just because, just because I decided to. Mm -hmm. So I grew a lot and I ended up, you know, just one day typing with my left hand because it was my right hand that was dislocated and I just typed, uh, you know, how to make money online like a lot of people do. <laughs> Yeah. And I was using Google and then I, you know, like 
3,000 different, you know, searches appeared. And I started just like opening tabs and, you know, investigating. And, right. you know, I was, you know, like a, like a couple of years ago, I was basically, you know, learning about self-development, about creating, uh, you know, passive income, mm-hmm. um, how to be able to generate, generate other assets. So, you know, I've been, you know, reading Robert Kiyosaki and Napoleon Hill yep. and all this type of people. And then I just decided, you know, to investigate a little bit about e-commerce and how to, you know, do internet marketing. Right. Like I said, I had no technical background. Uh, I, back in the day, I used to consider myself a caveman. I barely knew how to use Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a smartphone at the time. So it was really funny because even, <laughs> even my friends were making fun of me. Like, what are you doing? You don't have a smartphone. I cannot even send you like a WhatsApp or yeah. Instagram. So even the, the, the ladies that I was dating back in the day, they were complaining. So I was just like, well, <laughs> I have to switch something in my life. And I just decided to, you know, turn my weakness into my strength and that basically got me to where I, where I am today you know I just you know keep working keep working keep working of course frustration was something that you know I had to deal in a daily situation in a daily basis but still that didn't you know stop me and I just basically decided to learn for a full year wow. Nathan and just so you know man like three like four years ago I didn't even knew what a domain was so I was basically like back in the barracks Mm-hmm. And I, I learned like everything from scratch. I started, you know, like watching videos, buying yeah. courses. And I used to work from, uh, from 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 5 p.m. And then I, you know, I took uh, my, my college uh, classes for the master's. And then I got home around 10 to 11 p.m. And then my education process started. So I basically studied from four, from four to six hours per day. So... I was basically sleeping like four hours a day, but still my determination was what was bigger than my, my, let's say my, my fear of failure, because, you know, I started thinking about something that I don't remember exactly where I read it, but, and I can ask you this question. Have you ever met an entrepreneur that hasn't failed? I mean, they learn, you know, they learn from failure. That's the key right there. So, you know, I, I just decided to, you know, take that, you know, fear of failure and just switch it into the spark that will ignite the fire within me that will allow me to, you know, switch from the regular education system that punishes mistakes right. to learning from my own mistakes. So Definitely. that was a huge epiphany for me. You know, I really, you know, come from an entrepreneurial family, but I've never, let's say, 100% experienced it on myself besides, you know, being able to, you know, sell uh, gums in high school and yep. you know do like bakery sales and all that stuff but yep. i was more focused this time you know in generating my own business creating building my own assets Definitely. and just piling forward against anything that life threw me Definitely. but you know, so market- learned, i mean you've grown and learned so much in the past four years i mean that's incredible i want to hear you know i want to hear one side i want to hear what an early success was for you you know either can you walk us through um a, a product or a funnel that you had early on, you know, four years ago that, that you got really excited by and then also walk us through a failure. You know, what's something in the past four years that you thought was going to be fantastic that didn't work out and, and what did you learn from it? Okay. So let me start with, with a kind of, uh, let's say kind of, I, li- I like to call it success slash failure because, mm-hmm. you know, you sometimes think that, you know, success is making money, mm-hmm. but I switched you know, that type of mindset, because for me, uh, being successful is about helping others and giving value to others. 
And me as a marketer, you know, to put like a smile in somebody else's face, um, I rather do that than you know making myself and pocketing money because I know right. I'm doing something better for the world. So my story was when I started out my um, my e-commerce journey, you know, I started you know following you know uh, gurus and stuff. So I uh, opened my first store, uh, and and it's really funny because. Uh, I used to have a partnership here with other Costa Rican partners and my mom was one of my partners. So mm-hmm. <laughs> she lent me some money and started doing, uh, 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 th- that was my, my, like my first Shopify store and we started doing kind of the free plus shipping model. Yep. And that's what kind of opened the gate for me. And I, um, you know, I started this store around December and I really focused in, you know, just like free plus shipping offers and selling, you know, like trinkets. And I ended up finding a winner, which was like a ring. And I started scaling it. And, you know, like where everybody was, you know, you know, like afraid is, you know, oh, no, we cannot, we cannot lose money. And that was a time where we got our first $100 sale. And then we got the $200 sale in in days. And then we we had kind of the first $1,000 days. And it was really because I, I never knew and expected that you know you, you were basically making money in in an automatic fashion but mm-hmm. still like it's it's really interesting because you know i was asleep and making money i was working and making money right. and i was you know having and spending quality time with my family and making money so i basically noticed that this is a great business model so i just, i was like completely convinced that mm-hmm. this was something that i needed to learn perfect and keep doing for the rest of my life because I've never experienced or seen a business model that would allow me to, you know, to change my life, basically. So the main issue was that I was just focusing in front-end sales. And I was just basically selling stuff online and really making, you know, making sure whatever I needed to do yeah. to start selling. So the problem that I had, and this is kind of where my... my let's say my success went into failure is, you know, that I was basically selling uh, cheap stuff and my customers were complaining. <laughs> yep. So I started, you know, having this issue, you know, that my customers were not, were not happy with, with basically what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And th- the problem is that once we were having this, you know, amount of angry customers, right. I was not able to get any repeat sales. Yep. So, we decided to, you know, to regroup, stop what we were doing. And of course, that was like a really, uh, really strong punch to the ego. And I was like, oh my God, I, th- I thought I was doing so well. But now, uh, you know, things are not working like they used to. So uh, I had to really take a breather, uh, regroup, learn what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, learning from my mistakes. I know that if we're going to be, you know, selling something, Right. It, 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 needs, it needs to have quality. It needs to be really giving value. Definitely. And basically, you know, my customer service has to be on point. So it all comes to price, quality, and lead time. And yeah. I was basically taking, taking care of those three, let's say, pillars that I like to, to call mm-hmm. because I was not that experienced. So I really just wanted to share that with you. That yeah. was kind of one of my failures. But that, that doesn't mean that anybody who's doing free plus shipping it cannot do it the right way. It right. was just that at the time, I was not experienced. It was kind of my first bike ride through the park. And I just, you know, expected that, you know, that it was going to run smoothly. But I learned that e-commerce, it's more 
about different moving parts that we have to keep refining. And at the end, the most important result that you have to have, it's basically a happy customer that will like to keep, you know, keep purchasing and buying from you. Yep. So it was a huge eye-opening experience that led me to opening other brands and stores that allowed me to, you know, scale and, and, and learn a lot. So another, let's say, success story that I have is basically, uh, it was, what, like a year and a half ago? Mm -hmm. uh, I started, you know, like, um, I started a new, a new brand uh, with other partners, and we started, uh, you know, in the, in the fashion niche, and we were basically really, really excited because, you know, we were in a broad niche. We know that ladies love to buy, yeah. and, <laughs> and we really just wanted to focus on giving, you know, high-quality products, of course, selling high-margin products, mm -hmm. and being able to, you know, have enough money to keep reinvesting in the company and growing it, right? Right. I was basically at that point I never reached like a $10,000 a day in sales and e-commerce. So what I was basically doing is you know keep testing products and I was you know at the time I was in San Diego uh -huh. at the I was in the traffic and conversion summit from the digital marketer and I was with my with my buddy Sebastian Gomez Mm -hmm. uh, we were sharing uh, an Airbnb and, you know, I was just helping him with, uh, with his course and we're just recording a webinar and I was just like reading my stats and I was like, hmm, I see something promising because the day that I left, I was in, I was in the red, I was negative, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I took it really personal. I was like, hmm, let me check my metrics and figure out a way. Right. How can I you know, turn this around? And with, within two days, Man, like, I, I, I'm really blessed to say, Nathan, that, you know, I was able to scale a campaign from 4K a day to 40K a day in four days. Wow, that's incredible. I, I want to dive into that specifically because I know the audience is going to be blown away by, by that scalability. What were the key metrics that you looked at to, to get to that moment where you're hitting 40K a day? I mean, was it uh, scaling up the... Uh, ad spend specifically like what what kind of specific metrics were you looking at to get to a point where you could you know know you could scale to that point in a single day awesome so basically you know for me the most important metric that you have to look when you're scaling it's your profit margins mm -hmm. and, and it's kind of the saying that you cannot scale the crap out of crap so yeah. what i wanted to to focus is okay if i'm going to be able to scale a product i at least need to have a 30 dollar profit margin mm -hmm. because you know uh, and i always do this it's like a rule of thumb that i always do it's having a roof or a maximum cpa that i'm willing to spend so right. at that time, i i the maximum that i was willing to spend to acquire a customer was 25 bucks mm -hmm. within an ad set i was spending more than 25 dollars to acquire a customer, I just paused that it and relaunched it if, if we were profitable at the beginning. Right. So it was like really interesting because the, let's say the most important thing that I can tell people is to, whenever you feel that you have a gut feeling that you're doing things right, trust your gut. Like mm -hmm. I am a really energetic type of guy. And when I see something that's promising and i see that we have let's say for example the the profit margins we have the cpa we have the engagement which is really important nowadays with facebook right if you don't, if you guys don't have engagement on your ad right. it's going to be 
difficult to scale because Facebook won't reward you. Facebook loves engagement, so if you have that on your ad, basically they will reward you with lower CPAs. Mm -hmm. And also a key metric that I do, I never stick to only one ad. I love to split test different images, different videos, and keep at least four ads running at the same time because you never know which one Facebook will select and start driving traffic to it, okay? So uh, what determined my success, I guess it was mostly how aggressively I scaled Mm -hmm. and I started increasing budgets daily and um, I was really going for broader audiences. Uh, I started out here in the U.S., but at the time, like worldwide targeting was not that, uh, let's say, that famous. So right. when, when I went broad, man, like I almost, you know, I almost died from, <laughs> from you know, all the, the good feelings that I was having because, you know, I woke up one day at 8 a.m. and I was $16,000 and I was like, what? Wow. Like I, I had to, to run to the other room and wake up Sebastian. I was like, man, I've never seen this stuff. And then I checked the metrics and the costs were, were on point. All the ads were spending and the ROAS on them were like more than 4X. So huh. we're talking about, you know, spending what? Like I, the best day that I did 40K, I remember that I spent like 6K in ads. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was a ridiculous return of investment. Right. That, you know, I had a, a really good profit margin on, the, on, on this specific product that was addressed. And, you know, I, I really hit it off and I just, you know, like kept using the same strategies to look for other products and keep scaling it. And I was being, and I was able to scale from three to four products almost the same way by really looking at those key metrics, profit margin, having a maximum CPA right. and taking care of the engagement and That's using incredible. the full Yeah. Incredible. What, what kind of, you know, when you're testing a new product, Walk us through the, that test. What does that look like? You know, you go on, let's say you find a product online, you know, whatever resources you may, may use, you then create a few landing pages. You know, you probably are running through Shopify, I would assume. You know, what's that process like to actually test a product? And at what point do you realize, all right, this product's not going to work or it's not, you know, really going to be a profitable product to sell online? Well, uh, that's a great question, Nathan. Thank you for asking. So I, I'm the type of person that I just want to know really fast if I have a winning product or a losing product. Why? Because I don't want to be spending a whole week knowing if I have a winner or no. So mm-hmm. I use two different, two different strategies. The first one and most common, it's basically testing a product. I generally uh, start on the Shopify store. And once I see, you know, that any of those products is promising, I can then create a specific landing page or funnel using ClickFunnels or OCU. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, Zipify pages to improve, you know, the, the look of, 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 the, of the offer and really hit it off. But most importantly, I start with, um, with a Shopify page. And what I generally do, I, I created two ads per product. And then what I realized is videos testing are way better than images uh-huh. so I created at least two different video variations uh, testing two different angles for that specific product and what I did I then went to Facebook and I created uh, one website conversions campaign and I split tested 10 different audiences mm. for that specific product and I just created a system with my team 
where I was be able to keep testing products every day using the same strategy. And during two to three days, I re really checked if I had sales, right? Checkouts, man. If I saw that I after two days I don't have uh, an add to cart, I'll just kill that that adset and mm -hmm. I'll keep optimizing it in that way. So right. How how do I know that I'm able to scale a product if if in a in a time frame of let's say four to five days or even mm -hmm. less, I have more than ten sales on a five dollar ad set. Right. That's that's a that that's a really good indicator or yeah, or yep. indicate that you basically have a product that if you start digging within that specific audience, uh, testing new creatives, mm -hmm. you can definitely hit it off. I, I am the type of guy that I'm more data driven than more strategy driven. I'm more principles driven right. because principles never change, strategies do. Mm -hmm. So I try to stick to that because I, I've seen that throughout the years and, and I've seen this throughout, you know, all, all the, all the time that I've been doing e-commerce mm -hmm. virality, it's going to be there. Right. Products are be there and they're going to be specific times of the year where you're going to be able to see a specific products that are going to be, you know, selling and reselling and reselling. Mm -hmm. For example, there's a lot of people that, and I've seen this throughout the years, there's a lot of people that in summer, they really focus in selling like dresses, sandals, uh, you know, um, the swimsuits mm -hmm. people in say in autumn they start selling kind of you know like high heel shoes uh they start selling booties uh you know like cardigans uh, right. jackets and in winter everybody is selling you know like uh, sweaters jackets mm -hmm. coats uh scarves uh beanies and all this stuff so what i've been able to let's say see and make throughout the year it's like a marker's calendar that i have here in my companies and basically based on the specific niche that I'm working on, I've designed the specific uh, calendar that has allowed me to map out specific days, timeframes, quarterly, weekly, monthly of specific offers and products that I can be running. So I now created a system uh, that it's a yearly system mm. that has allowed me to scale and let's say identify products and moments throughout the year that I can really take advantage of just by using you know, uh, data-driven strategies. And principles got it that's incredible uh, i want to you know move the chat more to in the future of e-commerce because you know i know a lot of drop shipping entrepreneurs have transitioned to private label you know they've transitioned to actually buying their own inventory and fulfilling it domestically and also you know last month there was the news that the trump administration is actually in chats to take out that postal agreement between the United States Postal Service and the China Postal Service that could, you know, make it so EPAC it's become a lot more expensive or not a, you know, shipping option anymore. You know, did you, number one, did you hear that news? And number two, what do you think that will have as an effect on the e-commerce industry, you know, or EPAC it's gonna go away and companies will have to figure out a different shipping method. Um, and is that going to really fuel the transition for a lot more drop shipping oriented entrepreneurs to actually create their own brands and, you know, create that in-house fulfillment process with a 3PL or set up their own warehouse? Yeah, awesome. So, you know, I'm the type of guy that, you know, I live my life through one single rule, which is the law of impermanence. Nothing will be the same forever. 
Like mm -hmm. this is a changing world and we have to flow. And in, in, the, in the wise words of, uh, of Bruce Lee, you have to be like water. You have yep. to adapt any shape or form that you know, life throws you because that will allow you to be more flexible and be able to find better winners and better ways that you can be, let's say, ahead of the curve. Of course, now that you know Donald Trump is the president of the United States, a lot of things have changed mm -hmm. because of China. You know, the, the China tariffs and the China trade war has basically opened my eyes to start thinking ahead. And of course, like most of my life, I've been, you know, working with Chinese vendors and all this stuff. But, you know, there are other strategies that you can also start implementing. It's like other, like looking for at least if, if you only import from China, import from other other countries such as Vietnam, depending on the type of you know business that you're in uh, other countries like japan uh, bangladesh india mm -hmm. so also in even europe so depending on the type of let's say niche that you are it, it's really important that you start diversifying and looking for other options for you to be let's say covered so basically all this type of situations that are going to be occurring because this is not only a one-time deal. Hopefully, you know, we can uh, change this in, in the long run, but in, in the short, in the short term, we have to make decisions that will allow us to keep our business, you know, running. Like I, I will hate to see that everybody basically on e-commerce will get affected just because, you know, they think that China is kind of the only country that can help you. Yeah, it does. It's a huge market It has helped me a lot throughout the years, mm -hmm. but like I, I said diversifying your company and products you're, you're creating and manufacturing and selling it's far most important that just depending on in, in one it's like the saying that you, you shouldn't have all your eggs in one basket type of right product, right so with this happening with you know e, e, with e-packet it, it's really important to also not only start being or keeping being so marketing driven but mm -hmm. also be now more logistical driven, okay? It's, it's really important that you're always trying to lower your costs while keeping your quality. Mm -hmm. So I, I do recommend others to really start investigating where can you start, you know, producing, uh, let's say, your items and stuff. Because if you really start thinking of, uh, let's say, whenever you go and buy a shirt, for example, in the U.S., uh, you, you can see that there are other countries that manufacture it. For example, Mexico, mm -hmm. El Salvador, uh, Bangladesh even Peru. So mm -hmm. the most important part, it's, it's, it's for you to have options. It's, uh, it's like business. Like you don't want to be stick to only one business or only one business model because you never know uh, how long that's going to, you know, how long it's going to last. Right. So I see e-commerce in the future. I see a lot of improvements in quality and even in, on Facebook, like now a lot of, you know, the burning and churning businesses mm -hmm. have, are basically disappearing from Facebook platform. Because basically Facebook, it's not allowing, uh, you know, people to be scamming other people right. uh, that are, you know, delaying or let's say packages or items that take more than 30 days to arrive. Also uh, customers that are, you know, pissed off because, you know, they were advertised one thing and what they got, it's another thing. So I, I do really think that what's going to happen is that a lot of drop shipping businesses will have to switch to private labeling and branded e-commerce, which is basically, you know, like one of the best ways that, that you know, Nathan can help is through Sourceify. So yeah. I really think that your platform will be basically be helping, you know, in, in the short and long run, a lot of business, a, a lot of businesses. And, you know, I, I just really, really, really see that this will be for good, not for bad, because th this will basically, you know, separate all the mediocre marketers from the, the really the people that are, 
really want to build a brand, people that want to deliver value, quality, and really make sure that their customers are happy. So I, I really think that everything happens for a reason. Definitely. And, and this has happened, you know, like it was kind of what merchant processors were like back in the day. They basically didn't care who right. was processing. They only care about their commission. But, you know, like, like I said, the law of impermanence will basically let you know that nothing will be remaining the same. Everything will be changing. So it's like survival of the fittest. You just have to be keeping learning, keep, you know, surrounding yourself with smarter people. And, that's have, and that, that has been something that has allowed me to go from point A to point B, C, D, E, F, G. Because I, I, I've learned something throughout the years. It's that I, I hate to be the smartest guy in the room because right. I, I, don't, I, don't, I like to learn. Mm-hmm. And I like to surround myself with, you know, smarter people so I can ask them questions. And, you know, one comment or one. Yep. Oh, I think we lost you there, Fabian, but uh, the insight that you've been sharing has been incredible. That I believe, you know, it will really, you know, help people, you know, understand the law of impermanence is basically just, you know, learning from other people. And one thing that will, you know, change your life, it's just one conversation, one comment can basically change your life. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I love that mindset. And, you know, I think it's so important as an e-commerce entrepreneur and just entrepreneur in general is to always be learning. And, you know, I'll tell you, speaking of uh, the current American administration and especially these trade wars, it's really been affecting our business at Sourceify where we're diversifying supply chains outside of China extremely fast. I mean, we're running more and more production in Vietnam, Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, the Philippines, and Thailand than I ever thought we would be, you know, at this time. And it's been pretty incredible to be able to transition this fast. But, you know, like you said, you've got to be like water. You've got to be adaptable and be able to adjust with the current times. And, and, you know, really, Fabian, I appreciate you spending time to come on and share this knowledge. And, and, you know, really, I think one of the last questions I want to ask is if you were to do it all over again, you know, what are those key learnings that you've had that that you could share with a listener right now? You know, is there a certain uh, point in your experience as an e-commerce entrepreneur that, you know, you've learned the most or is a certain, uh, you know, route that you've taken that's given you more insight. I mean, how would you put it all together for someone that's listening and looking to learn, you know, as much as they can from you? Yeah. Well, like I said at the beginning, for me, the most important part, it's, you know, like learning from your mistakes, you know, like we're entrepreneurs and we're going to keep making mistakes. I, I actually keep making mistakes and, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm human, but most important the most important thing at least that has you know uh, impact impact me the most is humbleness like mm-hmm. you cannot expect to be the best at everything you, you cannot expect to be the smartest guy in the room you cannot expect to have every single campaign to be a winning campaign i think what what really has helped me to understand this it's basically my failures learning from my failures and really making those little tweaks that at the end those little tweaks are you know, what, is gonna, what, what are going to become or make you a better human. Like there's a saying that the devil is in the little details and it does. Mm-hmm. So you better, the better, you better focus in what you can control and not drive the energy like most people do with things that, you know, they can't control. For example, the people that you know, just complain about taxes. Oh, taxes are getting higher and higher and higher. Right. 
what's what's the best the best way so you can let's say not feel bad and focus on doing other stuff like generating more revenue f- mm-hmm. finding ways of income that you can basically get so that specific increase in in, in taxes in this specific example doesn't affect you in a way that basically now you're dragging to a negativity negativity vortex that will basically impact your health your wealth and your yeah. life yeah so, i love that so, so th- that was kind of one thing and also something that you know and, and i'm the type of guy that you know i, I don't like to write rewrite my my, my story because you know mm-hmm. it, it's been a journey man i i, I love adventure from you know since I, th- I believe from since i was in my mom's womb yeah. but basically, you, know, uh, you know i just try to appreciate and uh, you know be really grateful for the life i live you know for 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 me quitting my job and becoming an entrepreneur has been the biggest gift that i've ever mm-hmm. you know gotten myself because every single day that i woke up i know that every single ounce of energy that i put into my day is for my brighter and better future so yeah. guys, like the best thing that, that I, you know, the, the most important, let's say, thing that you can make out of, you know, this probably uh, conversation, it's just be grateful, be mm-hmm. humble, stay always hungry and never stop dreaming. I love that. I love that. Fabian, thank you so much for joining us on e-commerce on tap. For everyone listening, you know, we release these, these episodes every two weeks and we are always excited to share knowledge on e-commerce, the current trends in the supply chain. And as always, if you have any e-commerce or manufacturing questions, feel free to ask Sourceify and Fabian. If someone wanted to reach out and talk to you personally, what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. I love, you know, being able to, you know, talk to uh, so much or so big badasses like you, Nathan. I really get inspired every single time that I get to talk to you. You know, you're a really successful entrepreneur and Sourceify is a great company, you know, and I just wanted to take some time to, to thank you, appreciate for the opportunity. And if any, anybody's out there really want to, you know, get touch base with me, you know, just, you can look me at Fabian Cordova on Facebook or on Instagram, FabianCordova.co, or you can look at me at my agency website, www.eprofitsagency.com. Everyone, there you have it. Check out Fabian, go to eprofitsagencies.com. And Fabian, thank you again for joining us on e-commerce on tap.